Hello everyone, welcome to the Bootstrap Founder Podcast. My name is Avid Kahn, and I talk about how you can start, run, and sell a bootstrap business. This episode is called Roadmaps and You, Building a Future Together. Let's get started. It's great to know where you're going. It's even better to know that your customers actually approve of that. Both goals can be reached by establishing roadmaps. Usually, that's a document that lays out what you want to do in the future, ordered by when you want to do it, with more or less accurate guesses on how long it might take. When a feature prioritization framework is a compass, then a roadmap is, well, a map. The purpose of this roadmap is twofold. It's supposed to give you a clear plan for the future and help your customers trust that your service will be useful to them for a long time. Let's look at this one goal at a time after we look at the foundational choice. That choice is between one roadmap or two roadmaps. You will encounter founders who tell you that you should have an internal roadmap and a different external roadmap so you can manage expectations. You will also meet founders who will tell you that, for transparency's sake, you should only have one solitary roadmap for both purposes. This is a question of how much you want to communicate with your customers, and it will heavily depend on the industry you're in, your competition, and how much transparency you're going for. I think that a workable solution is somewhere in the middle. Having an internal roadmap with all the details and show a slightly redacted version to the public. Where internally you use your best estimates and detailed descriptions for the external roadmap, you use generalized date ranges and fewer details. The customer facing one should always be a limited view of the original. That way you retain control over what is visible but it's never too far from your internal roadmap. So let's look more at internal roadmaps. For every single project I've worked on in the past, I eventually had a roadmap in some shape. Sometimes it existed before I started working on the product. Other times it was established months after the project already had paying customers. It's one of the many tools to that helped structure and plan your work in a dynamic and often changing company. You'll benefit from having a plan, even if you don't necessarily stick with it all the time. After all, you're an agile bootstrapper, right? Everything is essentially an experiment and no decision is set in stone, particularly not the things you'll be doing a few years from now. So treat it as a flexible guideline. Internal roadmaps should contain goals and dates for all sections of your business product milestones, sales and marketing goals, and your plans for operative activities like building a team, integrations, and partnerships. Don't limit a roadmap to features or releases. It can reflect the future of your whole business. In fact, the more different sections of your business are involved, the more insight you might glean into the connection between those things. There are several formats for roadmaps, and they all have their pros and cons. I'm going to name three here, timeline roadmaps, roadmaps without dates, and Kanban style roadmaps. Let's look at timeline roadmaps first. These are great when you're one of those founders who need deadlines for motivation and for peace of mind. You can see which things need to be done in parallel at what time, allowing you to know when and where to focus your attention. 
You can easily miss those dates though. So better use high level terms like by April instead of April 21st. It's just too much volatility in the actual day to day of building a business. That kind of leads us to roadmaps without dates at all. I personally like these. I really like them. Best if they come in the form of a Gantt chart. Roadmaps like that show dependencies and connections between tasks more than any discrete date when they should be accomplished could ever show. It's done when it's done, and here's what needs to happen to get there. What a bootstrapping compatible sentiment. I really like that. Finally, Kanban-style roadmaps. Unlike the more common timeline-based roadmaps, Kanban-style roadmaps categorize your planned activities and features into groups like backlog to do doing done like you know kanban this is a great way of sorting things if you don't want to commit to a particular order but still want to keep an outline of what the future may hold and honestly no matter which style you choose a timeline roadmap one without dates or kanban you will benefit from having a document that sketches out the steps you can and should take with your business you don't have to keep it all in your head So let's talk about the really interesting thing, public roadmaps, and maybe a bit more. Let's look at the other useful side of a roadmap, making them available to your customers. Future revenue is much more likely to happen when those who pay are happy to continue to do so. If the people who use your product are involved in its development, you will be able to get immediate feedback about the desirability of your planned features. The best way you can do this is to have a public feature roadmap, like the one that's offered by the roadmap SaaS Canny. A benefit of a public product roadmap is that it might incentivize customers to commit to yearly plans, both as a sign of confidence and to lock in your commitment. While it's great to have those funds available, just be aware that this also sets expectations. If you don't deliver on your promise, there will be some damage to the trustworthiness of your brand. And I'll talk about that and my experiences with that a bit later. In addition to the roadmap, allowing your customers to suggest features and vote on them is also an excellent idea, just to measure what people are looking for and which of those problems are commonly felt. Just getting numbers is really interesting. doesn't absolve you of doing your own research, but the suggestions generated through these tools should start your research process, not conclude it. Right? You still have a long way to go after talking to your customers. A warning about public roadmaps, maybe. They become a commitment once you show it to your customers. Once you communicate intent, customers see it as a promise. They don't really differentiate there. If you don't follow through, your public roadmap is pointless. If you have dates on your public roadmap, customers expect things to be finished by then and finished in a sense of polish, not just kind of finished. People are drawn to concrete figures and nothing is more concrete than a date. Keep in mind that the public roadmap is completely optional. It's your choice. You are at perfect liberty to tell people what your plans are and that your plans are your own and you won't share them. Either of those options is fine. If you think that this might give your competitors too much information, don't make it public. Just know that the customers are used to not being told um, what is going to happen and your service could stand out as being the one that shares the plan for the future. 
I talk about this topic and much more in my book Zero to Sold, which I've just released last week. You can learn more about that book and how to build, run, and sell a bootstrap business at zerotosoldbook.com. The book is available in paperback and for the Kindle on Amazon, and you can purchase it as an ebook and PDF on Gumroad. And if you're already reading Zero to Sold or have finished the book, I would love to ask for a rating and the review on Amazon. It really makes a big difference. Uh, so thank you for supporting me and my work. Let's get right back to roadmaps today. Let me share a few insights about how we handled this issue at startups that I've been part of in the past. In quite a few cases, we never really had our plans codified, not even a loosely structured document in place. Business was often just an idea, some unknown future state we wanted to reach without really knowing what exactly it would look like. That happened in at least three businesses that I was part of, two of which I co-founded, actually. Um, and the roadmap didn't exist, particularly in the beginning, because really we just didn't have a plan and didn't plan at all. At some later point, we got around to committing to one, but in the beginning, there was nothing. We had no idea how to do business at that point, and we thought we'd figured it out as we went. And that's just the optimism of the clueless entrepreneur, right? You just don't know what tools you might even want to use, so you don't use any at all. And that often leads to uncoordinated efforts. Things just happen. But at that point, in my experience, nobody really had responsibility for anything. Our project suffered needlessly from really not knowing how long things should take and not having deadlines or goal targets to hit even. And you can hit goals that you never explicitly state. I mean, obviously you can reach it by chance, but you can't aim at a target that you can't see. You'll fly blind. And once we did codify those goals, we only ever did that internally. In one of the bootstrap companies that I co-founded, we tracked our roadmap in a document that nobody really looked at because it wasn't the source of truth. The main founder of the business was the source of truth. When he found things should move, he would act first, and then if there ever was time, maybe amend the document. And there never really was time, to be quite honest. If a roadmap isn't binding, it's a waste. It's bureaucracy without purpose. It's a fake roadmap. It's useless. And I think for external roadmaps, like I said earlier, this is particularly important. Once a customer sees that the roadmap is not true or isn't adjusted according to reality, then it's pointless and it causes a lot of damage. After all, you did add this roadmap to your business to build trust, right? By not being true to your word, you cause much more confusion and irritation than you would have by not offering a roadmap in the first place for your customers to look at. And I've seen an example of this happening on Twitter recently. A writer asked the makers of the Ulysses text editor about a feature. He wanted to have a table of contents and the current version doesn't support it. They responded that it's on the roadmap. The writer then did some digging and figured out that the Ulysses editor people have been promising a table of contents feature on their roadmap for seven years. It's been on the roadmap, and so that's technically correct but it will likely never happen because it's just not important. That's not how you build trust in your roadmap. You might as just as well not have one. Here's the thing with these kind of documents. A doc they document an intention, a plan, and a wish. And then reality happens. You don't have to blindly follow a roadmap 
if your circumstances change. That would be dangerous and you won't get anywhere. An internal roadmap needs to be flexible and realistic, needs to be synchronized with your reality. An external roadmap is also just a nice to have when you use when it's used as a like an added way to create trust. Don't expect it to be more than that, honestly. And if you need to change things, explain it clearly to your customers, either ahead of time or within the roadmap document itself, and they will understand. Many won't even care enough to check. I think personally, as a bootstrapper, you'd be better off using your time on continuously validating your business by talking to your real customers with their real problems instead of spending too much time working on a document that few will ever look at and many people might not trust in the first place. I think being able to communicate with customers and being able to build a consistent relationships relationship with them throughout the lifetime of your business transaction and just your business itself is more valuable than communicating through a roadmap, particularly in the beginning. This might change at some later point when your business grows to a certain size, but I think for most bootstrap businesses in the first couple of years, having direct personal connections to your customers is a much more important thing to focus on than providing a document for them to look into whenever they feel like it. I kind of I think this is something that we have seen in in bigger software businesses and bigger software as a service businesses, and then we kind of try to bring it into the bootstrapping space. I don't necessarily think people have this expectation. I mean, honestly, I've been talking a lot about dependency risk and how using a third-party service is a risk all in itself because your goals as a business owner might not be aligned with the business owners of that third-party service. Who knows where it's going to go? So having some sort of roadmap that is visible to the outside is something useful for you to just really figure out how risky it is to adopt this kind of product. But that is a certain size business, right? When I talk about businesses that you depend on, I'm thinking about services like Stripe or off zero or the cloudinary. These are the services that I've been using. And they are rather large businesses that have a lot of customers and that have clearly stated where they are, where they are going. Or just like in case with Stripe, they have actually made this conscious choice to build an infrastructure, their their API um, infrastructure that allows people to reliably use a version of the API forever because that's just how their system is built. And that provides confidence. Building a good infrastructure provides confidence. Documenting your process well, documenting how people should be using your product well, that provides confidence. A roadmap that promises that things will be fine, well, not as much, right? So if you are looking into being integrated or integrating with other services, I would definitely recommend building a product so clearly well-documented and usable that people have confidence in the product, not in your intention to run the business in a certain way. It's also important, and it might be something that you want to add to your offering later, have like public, publicly communicated change logs and roadmaps and stuff. But building a really good product that people can reliably use should be your main focus at all times. Thank you for listening to the Bootstrap Founder Podcast. 
You can find me on Twitter at avidkahl, A-R-V-I-D-E-K-H-L. And you can check out the blog at thebootstrapfounder.com. You can find my book, Zero to Sold, at zerotosoldbook.com. If you have any questions about this episode, reach out on Twitter or send an email to arvid at thebootstrapfounder.com. If you want to support me and the Bootstrap Founder podcast, please leave a rating and a review by going to ratethispodcast.com slash founder. It will help other founders, founders-to-be, to find the podcast and learn more about starting, running, and selling their bootstrap businesses. Thank you very much for listening and have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.